With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Indie Power Rankings Tag Team Top 5 reveal for the week of July 10th, 2017. Of course, today is July 12th. But that's kind of irrelevant. We need a couple days to compile everything. Um, I am your host, Travis. Uh, Coming to you for what here? Uh, Third week straight? Which is uh, pretty damn impressive, I'd say, um, considering I haven't hosted the uh, show in quite some time. Anyway, that being said, uh, we've got a a fun show for you today. Uh, But before we get into uh, our guest and our interview... Let's go ahead and break down the tag team top five for this week. So at number five is British Strong Style, and I'm sure anybody and everybody listening to this podcast knows exactly who British Strong Style are, even if you don't know them necessarily by the name of their group. And it is a three-person group, so um, it is actually Pete Dunne, the WWE UK champion, Trent Seven, um, of course, I was calling Pete Dunne the WWE UK champion, not uh, Trent Seven. However, he's competed for it. And Tyler Bate. Um, they are the new Progress six-man tag team champions after they defeated CCK, which is Chris Brooks, Kid Lycos, and Travis Banks on July 9th to win those titles. Um, very prestigious titles, very prestigious group here. So um, they get in at number five this week despite only one victory. It was a huge win. At number four, we've got Mount Tessa. Uh, which is um, a tag team that's a a former number one, albeit not this year. Um, Last year they had a number one ranking based on what they did during the course of a Shimmer weekend. And once again, because of a Shimmer weekend, they get back into the tag team top five, this time at number four. Tessa Blanchard and Vanessa Craven, they went three and one for the week. They beat Fly High, WDSS, Kaylee Ray, and Mia Yim on July 8th to retain the titles. They beat the Killer Death Machines, Jessica Havoc, and Nevaeh the same day to retain again. They did lose to Fire and Nice, Britt Baker, and Chelsea Green on July 9th by DQ, but they didn't lose the titles, and then they followed up by beating them, Paradise Lost, which is Angel Dust and Courtney Rush, and Delilah Doom and Leva Bates in a four-way the same day to retain the again. So three and one for the week. Gets them a number four ranking. Number three this week are the Knight Riders, Dustin Ray's, and Alex Colon, uh, the new Rockstar Pro champions after they defeated the Dirty at Rockstar Star Pro on July 5th, and then they followed up with a victory over the Hooligans to win back their titles on July 7th to go 2-0 and for the week. So the Knight Riders come in at number three this week. Number two, our War Machine, which is Warbeard Hansen and Raymond Rowe, the IWGP Tag Team Champions. They don't get um, involved in the uh, independent scene too much because they're usually working New Japan and formerly ROH. But they did over the weekend as they won the WCPW Tag Team titles from uh, the Swords of Essex. Um, and then they picked up a victory over the London Riots uh, the next, well, two days later at Progress on July 9th. So... 
you've got War Machine at number two. And honestly, they had a claim for number one, but the strange thing is, despite that, it was a clean sweep for the number one team. I mean, clean completely. They won the online voting competition, and they got all the number ones from the official voters. That ballot was full of number ones for Anthony Henry and James Drake, who are the new evolved tag team champions after they beat Catchpoint. Chris Dickinson and Jacka on uh, July 8th to win those titles. Um, and then they beat them again, along with the Ugly Ducklings, in a triple threat match on uh, July 9th to retain those titles. So they went 2-0 for the week, had two big wins in, uh, you know, involving the Evolve tag team titles, which is really important for our rankings. I mean, it's one of the biggest indies going right now. I mean, some people would even argue that it's no longer an indie, which we have not um, pushed it to that point yet. I mean, because, hell, if we push them out, there's going to be a whole lot less indies uh, as far as big names and things like that. But Anthony Henry and James Drake, they solidified themselves at number one by winning the online voting competition easily with 98 votes. Uh, Anthony and Henry and James Drake are a tag team that we hadn't seen too much before this. Um, you know, in our rankings, but now that they're um, now that they're together and they're the evolved tag team champions, uh, well, it looks like they're good to go for a while. It looks like they're going to make um, some noise here uh, this year. And now, you know, this thrusts them into the spotlight for the tag team top fifty. So look out for them as the year goes on. Um, and well, since uh, we are done with the tag team top five, I guess we will go to our guest who is almost here. And there she is, Amber Nova. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Doing great. Thank you for joining us for the first time on the Indie Power Rankings podcast. We've known about you for so long because of, you know, with Santana Garrett and everybody else down there in Florida and all the people she helped train, which I assume, am I mistaken in, in assuming that she helped train you? Oh, uh, yeah. We trained at the same facility. Um, Chase and Rant had the most hand in my training with Team Vision Dojo along with Aaron Epic and a lot of guest trainers that have come, like, Mania Week was really busy here in Orlando. We had Marty Janetti. We had um, I've, I've had seminars with Hector Guerrero. Um, a lot of a lot of seminars. So, so uh, let's see. H- how would I announce you? Would I call you a model slash wrestler or a wrestler slash model? Which predates the other? So I'm a pro wrestler, and I am getting into modeling a lot more. Um, I just worked with IBMS uh, International Bikini Models. And I've been doing work with them. It's not just bikinis. It's clothing, uh, fitwear, and I was just at a bikini shoot camp um, all past weekend. So preferably just I'm a professional wrestler. It's my main goal, my main career. And then modeling on the side if I can make money and have a good time doing that as well. So have you made a lot of connections down there in the modeling scene because of wrestling? Or was that just something that you did on your own without the wrestling? That's on my own without wrestling. Awesome. I mean, that yeah. just shows you that you know how busy how busy a pro wrestler can be doing the wrestling thing and then doing all sorts of other things. Everybody has what they call their shoot job, but you've got the modeling thing as well. Yeah, I want to just adventure out and and not be so closed minded and and do other things as well. And I've always been interested in modeling, but I moved to Orlando for professional wrestling. Understood. Yeah, I mean, you know what? Florida is the perfect I – and mean, we've talked about this before whenever we had uh, representatives from Team Vision Dojo on. We talked about how, you know, Orlando – or well, not just Orlando, but Florida itself is the hub of all wrestling right now. So 
it's great for anybody to be down there. And um, I got to assume that it's, you know, paying dividends for you. Yes. Definitely the, like the harder wrestling is here in Florida. So I came here, the performance center being in Orlando, I was like, well, I might as well be as close as possible. So I moved here. Um, I didn't know anyone. I didn't have friends or family. I just came here just for wrestling by myself. And then I just been enjoying the ride and kind of just going with the flow. So do you remember, and I don't know how, how close you keep track of things like this. A lot of people do. When was your first match? I mean, I've got a whole list of matches, but sometimes those aren't accurate. So I want to make sure that I've got this right. Mm-hmm. So my first match was actually April 1st, um, 2016. So a little over a year ago now. And that was for CWE. With Santana? It was at the, yes, at the Team Vision Dojo, yes. So how and did that, that go? It was, like a, it was like a women's tournament. So that was very great. It was a good experience. And um, I've had more matches since then. So I've only been doing matches for a year, but I've been training for two. That's what I thought. I, you know, I was kind of looking into the background. It's not, like I said, I, you know, obviously I'm familiar with you. But, you know, before you talk to somebody, you want to kind of have a, a good background. And the thing that I was noticing, and this is probably true of a lot of people who have trained at Team Vision Dojo, is, um, you know, everything is primarily in Florida. Have you gotten a chance to branch out from Florida yet, or is that something you're still working towards? That is something I'm actually going to be doing at the end of the month. I'm going to be going to Arizona for Elite Wrestling Entertainment. And so I'll be going out of state for that, and that's on July 30th. So how do you get the connection for Arizona, you know, for a, for a booking in Arizona? Do you have other people going with you, or how does that actually work? You know, because if you're in Florida, uh, the natural places to go would be like Georgia or Alabama or Tennessee, but then you know, yeah, you're getting one all the way in Arizona. Um, I believe since I've had my impact matches and I've been getting out there a lot more and um, they contacted me and I am going solo there. I don't have any like ride along buddies um, to be flown over there. So I'm really excited for the match. I'll be versing Hudson Envy. So we love Hudson on here. Uh, we've, you know, we've known Hudson for a while. She's actually come locally here in Louisville, Kentucky. Well, close to Louisville, Kentucky, and uh, she's she's an amazing talent. And obviously, she's one of those like you that's and she's been doing it longer, but she's been getting her name out there more frequently. How much of an impact? And you just talked about it here, but how much of an impact on interest in Amber Nova, you know, has come because of GFW or Impact Wrestling? Um, I would say a good bit, but I was already kind of getting out there just trying to get as much experience as I can. But Impact and GFW has definitely helped. So so I was kind of doing uh, my match research for Amber Nova. There, there was a match that I came across, and i got to ask you about it. Okay, so, you know, you got to wrestle um, Malaya Hosaka um, for oh, the yeah. SCW Florida women's title. And okay. So it's not so much about the match per se, but it's, and I don't want to like bury anything, but this is the one thing that like, I, I'm watching your matches and I enjoy your matches. They're great. But something about live commentary over the microphone co- commentary. Can you kind of talk about what that's like in the ring? Um, because it just seems like it, it would throw me off. I don't, I don't know, you know, how it is for you, but you know, kind of talk about that experience when you're doing, you're doing a match with somebody that's, you know, way more experienced with you, and then you're hearing, you know, commentary over it that's a little bit comedic, which to me would be tough. But I don't know. Maybe you feed off of it. Well, first of all, it was an honor to wrestle with Malaya. It was a very good experience. I mean, it was great. I mean, she's my mom's age, so I was like, 
not to throw in not not an insulting way, but it's a very impressive thing. And um, as far as commentary goes, I think me and her at one point were like going back at each other, you know, in the ring we're wrestling, but we like kind of just stopped for a second. We wanted to just jump jump over the ropes and just start beating up the commentary because they're not helping the match. They're talking about hair and useless things. And I'm talking about, they don't even know the names of the moves that we're doing. It was very insulting. And I did not like mm-hmm. the commentary. It was, it, that's their personalities on the radio station. So it's, it was, it was for the radio stations through that. So, but I, uh, did not agree with the commentary. I mean, if it was going to be a good commentary, which I was hoping for, at least they would know the names of the moves or know something um, worthwhile about each of our careers rather than just silliness and hair pulling. So, I mean, I think they almost got beat up more so by Malaya than me than <laughs> throughout the night. Yeah, and but, uh, yeah I was going to say, that's what, you know, I'm not a sensitive person, but for me to watch that and be like, this is just like borderline offensive to the people that are in the ring busting their ass. Definitely. You know what I mean? And this is a match yeah. that you'd want to have on, on, you know, like your resume or something like that. But you, you've got, you know, this this match, and then you've got this background noise that's just killing it. And that, that just has to be hard. And I, I had to bring it up only because, you know, like I said, I, I was embarrassed for you, and it wasn't even your fault, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that if you just watch the match on mute, it's still pretty good. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, commentary was very disappointing and insulting. It it did not uh, help either one of us. So. so you've done some things that, you know, some people are all for and other people aren't. It seems like every time I talk to a female wrestler, uh, you know, it, it it comes up. You know, and it was it was a bigger subject of converse, conversation whenever Chris Dickinson and Kimberly did the angle up at Beyond. But you know, it's kind of died down a little bit. You don't see it in the big company so much. But it looks like you know maybe on SmackDown they're building to it with Becky Lynch and James Ellsworth. So the men versus women thing, and and I know you've done a few, quite a few matches that are men versus women things, and you stack up really well, I think, with some of the men because you've got the height. And you've got, you know, the muscle tone and things like that. But how how well is that received, do you feel like? You know, when you go back and watch those, do you think they look good? Do you enjoy doing the men versus women? Or is it just something that, you know, you'll do whatever you get put out there for? Um, I won't do just whatever men versus women matches. It's got to be a legit good competition and tasteful. And um, I do think it's, it's very great because a lot of men can uh, base for you and do things for you that, women can't so it's like a beneficial thing when you wrestle men but also women as well so i gotcha yeah i mean yeah it's one of those things that i think some some women can pull off and you seem to be one of them and one of the things that things that i think helps for you and this isn't true of you all the time but you're a natural heel like whenever i watch you against you know some of the men generally when it's man versus woman the woman automatically gets, you know, the um, empathy or the sympathy. And for you, though, you find a way to to turn that around. Talk about that a little bit. To to be a woman wrestling the man who's the baby face and yet getting the crowd to cheer against you. Um, So wrestling a male and yet being a natural heel and just getting the the crowd to cheer the woman, which is obviously hard, versus the the man, like get them to cheer him instead of me. I just like to to kick ass. So if you know if I'm in a ring with a guy, I got to turn it up a little bit. And so 
Yeah, you, you, you basically, what I've noticed from anything I've seen is that you find a way to, uh, you know, basically be a backstabber. And it's, you do a hell of a job of it. Um, so, and then the other thing, the other thing that I've noticed, you know, and this has been since day one with uh, your wrestling or your character is that you do have a character, whereas most people don't necessarily have a character in wrestling. They're generic woman A. You know, and they they may have a whole lot to them, but you started out like that. Were you just kind of fascinated by the entertainment aspect of wrestling, and and that's kind of why you felt like you needed to have that, or did somebody actually give you, you know, I, I don't want to call it that, but the quote unquote gimmick that you're working with? Um, no, this is this is who I am. Like, I drive a classic '73 Chevy Nova. My dad is a mechanic. I do know how to change my own oil. Um, come from classic car, like, family. My mom and dad both have two 62 Chevy Tunovas. My brother's got a 76 Malibu. Um, I've always been kind of tomboyish, but I have a very nice feminine side when it comes to modeling and things like that. I also was an EMT for two years, and I worked with firemen and paramedics, and I I did medical transport. So this really is me. Um, Nobody just handed me some, quote, unquote, whatever, like, gimmick, like you said. Mm -hmm. This is who I am. So the wrench, everything. I have to admit, and, and not only that, you know, some people use Twitter just to promote things, and you use it for that. But, you know, when I, I kind of watch you on Twitter, I like seeing the, the back and forth between you and some of the fans. Like somebody had made oh, a snarky you. comment about the wrench. You know what I mean? Because if you're going to have oh, you Twitter, like that, at least huh? make it entertaining. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Now, granted, I have not seen everything that you've done in GFW yet, but I do have to mention, the first time I did not see the wrench. Have you brought that out to GFW yet, or did I just miss it? Um, I have not used it. Nope. I have not used my wrench at GFW. <laughs> I think I think we're building to it. That's what I hope happens at some point. Because, you know, it's just <laughs> it, at this point, it's like a part of you. You know what I mean? You, you, it, it seems weird to see you without it now. Oh, yeah? Well, well you I never mean, like, know, like... You can it's go one of those things, like, <laughs> it's just part of you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't know how to explain it. Like, there's certain people... Okay, it would be like Hacksaw Jim Duggan without the 2 by 4 <laughs> That's what it feels like yeah. anymore. And you've only been doing it a year, but it's it's already become yeah, kind of my, your, I need my 2 by 4 Exactly. Yeah, my wrench. Um, well, you know, you got to get the job done, and sometimes... If someone's giving you a hard time, you just throw a wrench into those plans and you get the win and that's all that matters. How uh, metaphoric. Hey, um, okay, so you've been met with a lot of success so far as far as being able to get into, you know, get the the foot in the door at GFW. And, you know, only a year into your career, I realize you trained for two years. That's, that's I mean, that's, and you trained with really good people, like I said before. Um, have you kind of got, and you don't have to name names, but I'm just curious, have you gotten any kind of resentment down there from anybody? Um, because, you know, okay, look, I know how wrestling is. People want to see you succeed, but people, there are other people that want to see you fail. So to see you succeeding so quickly, I mean, have you noticed any side eye or anything like that? Not that I know of. Everyone's been really pleasant and good to work with. And, uh, yeah, no resentment, no nothing that I know of. That's good, because like I said, you know, it, it probably depends on the area. Um, talk a little bit about, you know, we talked about it earlier. We threw it out there how, you know, Florida's the hub of, of wrestling right now. Talk about, um, 
what it's like wrestling in Florida. I mean, you talked about how you had guest trainers come through. You know, I know Alex Porto was a big part of it before. They brought in a lot of big names uh, through Team Vision Dojo. Um, do you still kind of consider Team Vision Dojo as, or, you know, believe wrestling as, like, your home promotion down there? Yes. Um, Team Vision Dojo, I believe, is definitely my home promotion. It's where I started. It's where I've learned all of my skills. And they're the ones that have had so many great wrestlers come in and do seminars and the opportunity that I've had here in Florida because of it. So absolutely uh, give credit to that, um, to them. I mean, Chase and Rance, Aaron Epic, they've had so many guest, guest trainers come in seminars. Like, like I said, Hector Guerrero, Marty Janetti, Scott Hall, Larry Zabisco, um, Eva Lee, even people on the Indies that have helped and had a huge part. So absolutely. I mean, and, and because I'm in Florida, it's the heart of wrestling. There's so much more opportunity than, than other locations or like where I was from. That's why I moved here specifically. So, um, yeah, I've had, I've had so many good opportunities. So out of all the trainers you've worked with, have there been any specific ones that have taken you under their wing? You know, because sometimes, uh, you can have multiple trainers, but you know, only one of them really connects with you the way that, uh, you know, kind of helps you put that foot forward. Like, you know, there's lots of wrestlers that say they're they're trained by all sorts of people, but they usually name that one. Is there one if, you know, somebody was put a gun to your head and you could say, this is the one that, you know, I owe maybe the majority of my success, even if it's 51, 49 type thing? I'd have to say Jason Rance because he is the head trainer of the Team Vision Dojo, and he's the first person I came in contact when I moved to Orlando to help me get into wrestling when I joined his school and then along with everyone else that's been a part of it too. So everyone is to thank. Um, thank you though for, for asking that. Yeah, no problem. I mean, like I said, and I do, I want to open up the opportunity for you to, to talk positively about Chase and Rance. People that don't know him have lots of negative things to say. Never met the guy. don't know anything about him. And it just, it strikes me as odd, especially, you know, knowing how the wrestling industry is and, and what types of people are in there. I've talked to Chasen. I like Chasen. I've always been good with Chasen. But I, I'd like to get that perspective from somebody else who's worked under him who can, I would assume, say something, you know, even more positive um, for those people out there that, that only know him from rumors and innuendo? Um, nothing negative. Absolutely professional. I mean, you can look up um, Team Vision Dojo on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and you can watch all the clips of training and how well the students do there and how professional it is and how great. Um, TeamVisionDojo.com specifically on the website. And... No, I haven't had any negative experiences. He's been a really great trainer. I think I don't really know of any other situations like drama or anything, but I judge people by how they are with me from when Mm -hmm. I've met them since day one, how they are with me compared to how they are with someone else. So I have nothing negative to say. I mean, after two years of wrestling, I'm already on Impact and GFW and after a year of matches. So I think that's very impressive to have been able to learn so much in such little time. And I'm very grateful and very thankful. And, um, no, it's been been great. So, you know, kind of looking up and down some of the people you've worked with in the ring, uh, not just in training. You know, you're talking about, like, Leva Bates and uh, uh, Sienna repeatedly. And then, obviously, like we talked about earlier, Malaya Hasaka. Does it – 
Have you ever felt like you're over over your head, except for maybe your first few matches at any point, where you're with somebody that's so much more experienced with you, or is it something you're able to roll with the punches on? Oh, I mean, of course. Like, um, I'm getting in the ring with women and men much more experienced than me that have so many more years on me, but, I mean, I think I still hold my own. I think I'm still able to be a good competitor for them in that mm-hmm. ring. Uh as well as like getting um getting there. So I think it's it's wonderful. I mean absolutely uh they have more experience than me but I've been able to hold my own for the most part and done well I think with little experience. So so um, we talk about people in the business, and i got to ask you about people outside the business. You know, as a female wrestler, an attractive female wrestler slash model, you know, wrestling fans can be some of the nicest people on earth, but they can also be some of the creepiest. you got to tell me what, what your weirdest story with a wrestling fan is because every female that I've ever talked to in the wrestling business, there's at least one really, really hilarious yet creepy story. Um, I really don't have any creepy, creepy fan stories. I'm like, wow. Uh, no, like, I usually don't let fans get out of hand, and if they do, I just shove that wrench near their throat, and I think they get the picture. So I don't have any, like, in- intense fan stories. That's good. Um, I hope it stays that way. I always, I always, like, there's so many, like, I don't want to say horror stories, just strange stories out there because, you know, I mean, wrestling business is, is still an entertainment media and, you know, I, I don't know. Fans are a certain variety at times. I don't, I don't know. You, you know what I'm saying. I don't want to, like, <laughs> say anything worse than what I said. So <laughs> there are special yeah. types sometimes. So, yeah. Um, so, I got to say okay. thank you for uh, reposting, retweeting, helping promote me and getting my name out there. You know, it's like, helping each other with each other's portfolios kind of thing, like a photographer and a model or like just how you guys help um, promote me online. And I really appreciate all the help. Well, you know, the the funny thing is we started off as just, you know, we're ranking these top names, blah, blah, blah. And then it, it, it turned into something more to where it was like, we can actually make a difference by promoting, you know, people who are like you haven't been in the business that long, still trying to get their name out there or, you know, lots of other people too, like that, like, Area Blake, different people like that that, you know, have the potential to be a huge name, but they're just not, they haven't been around long enough, and so people haven't been introduced to them. So anytime you want to do that, that's what we're here for. Um, And so, yeah, I I just wanted to thank you for taking the time, you know, from your busy schedule and the modeling and everything else. By the way, where where did you actually have to travel to to model? Because I know you're out of town for it. Actually, Daytona and Ormond Beach area is where I was, and um, their main office is also in Miami. So I'm doing everything local in Florida. There's so many opportunities in Florida. So that's I figured I'm as much. How's, how's the weather down there right now? I'm coming to Florida in October, but I'm going for Universal Horror Nights. So I'm, okay. I'm excited about that. It's hot and it's humid usually every day. Where are you at? I'm in Louisville, Kentucky, and it is hot and humid here. It's like 93 degrees today. Uh, we don't get as hot as Florida. I've got family down there, so I go, like, a lot. But, uh, you know, I, I go about once a year. And last year we went in July, you know, right around this time, went to Disney World, and I damn near died. It was so hot. I don't know how you can deal with, like, I mean, I got to assume, because I know originally Team Vision Dojo wasn't air-conditioned, and it's, like, stepped up its game over the last 
um, I don't know how many months, but like I don't know how any of you work down there in any of the buildings that aren't air conditioned. I would die. <laughs> I, mean, I would just literally die. I guess we're all like pretty beast gladiators, but I do know that like I think when the school first opened, they didn't have AC, but they've had air conditioning for years. It's very clean. Like we, when we're done training and we're done busting our ass, we lice all the ropes, we spray, we clean, we we sweep the ring. Um, I think they may have like opened in 2008 and then had AC like maybe two years after that. So not very long, mm-hmm. but like I said, I've only been with them for two years, but uh, I think they've been pretty clean there. Um, we take care of the place pretty well, all the students. Good deal. I mean, I'm looking up and down your resume. Can you talk about BTW also? This was somebody that I knew from their East Coast, um, you know, uh, shows. But, you know, they they traveled down to Florida a few months ago, or at least uh, a little over a month ago. And uh, you got to work with uh, Mila Naniki, I think it's pronounced. Mila Naniki. There you go. So talk about that company because it's something that uh, they're usually the ones that big book huge names. Oh, you got to work with Casey Lennox there too, but you've done that a lot yeah. of places. But anyway, yeah. they, they're they usually known for booking huge names, and I'm not saying that you're not a big name, but it's got to be cool to be on a, you know, a company like that that's booked people like Ric Flair and um, just like legends of the industry. Yeah, so, so um, you know, no offense. I definitely get it. I'm not that big of a name. I've only been doing this for – two years and a year of matches. And but like I said, I've had really, really good trainers. Uh, Team Vision Dojo has been the best wrestling school in Florida, um, the most hardworking, in and out. As much as you need to train, they're there for you. Um, so I have no complaints on, on where I've gained my skills and my, my talent. Um, but big-time wrestling, yeah, I we just did a show recently with them, and Ricky Steamboat was there. You got um, – Cahagas, Billy Gunn. So, yeah, lots of big names. And that is a promotion that I think I'll be looking forward to working with a lot more coming up. So, see a lot more of me at big time. So, when when you're in a, you know, a place like that, and I, I realize the whole, you know, don't speak until spoken to, but there's also the thing about, uh, you know, you got to kind of sit under that learning tree. Do you take the initiative to talk to people like Ricky Steamboat, or you just kind of wait for them to uh, talk to you know others and kind of become a part of that? Um, wherever I go, any show, um, big name or not big name, people I've never met before, new in the business, just like me, I always shake everyone's hand. I always say hello. I always introduce myself, and that is something I learned back when I was an EMT working with guys at the fire department. It's a respect thing. You come into work, you shake everyone's hand, you say hello, good morning, or whatever. So when I had a show, you do the same thing because these are your fellow, you know, fellow workers. And um, so, yeah, of course, I go up and I shake hands. And, you know, if they're busy, you just say, you know, hey, I just want to acknowledge that, you know, you're a big deal. And just hi, shake their hand for respect. Um, I feel like it's rude to walk by someone and ignore them or not acknowledge them. Unless they're super busy, you know, it's hard to get to everybody. And there are times you can't, so. Yeah, that locker room code. You you already knew that <laughs> because of the EMT thing, huh? Yeah, yeah. How big of a thing is that still these days? I mean, you know, I I guess, you know, maybe it depends on the region, but I got to assume most locker rooms are the same with that. I mean, do they still do the dead fish handshake and all that? So I've always had a nice, like, a firm, not stiff, but like a nice firm, solid handshake because, you know, I I'm kind of a tough girl, you know. I change my own oil. I I do 
carry around a big ass wrench and I do drive a classic 73 Nova and you know I was an EMT and I know I, I, I helped people before I was a pro wrestler so I've always had that but then when I come into wrestling and I shake people's hands they're like whoa you know like they're expecting you know most small delicate looking females to have like a very wimpy type of handshake and I think it's disrespectful or it's not good to have a wimpy kind of handshake but you go into wrestling people are like oh you gotta be light kid you know (laughs) (laughs) can can you you work with me because because you're at what what is it can you shoot on me because the working's killing me (laughs) yeah I know what you mean yeah, it, it's just funny, some of the codes that are still around to this day and in, in independent wrestling and pro wrestling in general. But, yeah, it, it it's one of those things where it's just like uh, the more things change, the more they stay the same, and that's definitely true in wrestling. But, um, yeah, Amber, yeah. I, I know you're busy, and I know you've got the modeling going on, so I don't want to take up too much more of your time. But, you know, as you talked about earlier, we're all about promoting people. So if you want to promote absolutely anything, now is your uh, platform. Um, absolutely. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Amber Nova Instagram, Amber Nova. It's uh, on Twitter is Nova underscore girl nineteen seventy three. Instagram is Nova girl seventy three. Uh, YouTube channel Amber Nova. You can watch a lot of my matches, even my WWE Tough Enough audition video, which they aired all of the summer of twenty fifteen um, on Monday Night Raw on pay per views. Obviously, I didn't make the cut for Tough Enough, but my audition video was really a good promo um, as as of what I'm told by others. So you can find that on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, bookings, ambernova73 at gmail.com for any other promotions that are looking for good workers. And, yeah, that's that's how you can find me. And you know what? If, if you want to run away, I can give you a ride because I'm a one-way ticket to your darker side. I'm the Nova girl. So I got it. <laughs> I got to ask you one last thing. The 73 part. Now, of course, I know it's about the 73 Nova. Do you ever worry that anybody's going to look at it and say, God, she's that old? <laughs> you know oh, I've mean? had it happen. I've had a fan <laughs> be like, you're so beautiful. You don't look like you were born in 73. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, oh my God. You know? I just wondered. I just wondered. Some promotion oh, looking at your some promotion like she is past her prime why are we booking her that type of thing i'd be like wow like oh you look so good to be born in 73 and i'm like okay all right (laughs) i'm not even sure at that point how much you can take it as a compliment that's 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 tough but no 73 nova's a badass car yeah absolutely yeah i mean everyone's got their thing this is actually who i am and you know i think it's great and then there's the uh, women's opportunities that are happening for everyone. With uh, I just did an uh, interview for an article with uh, Deanna uh, Peraza. She was also included with it, and it was like about the Glow Netflix series. Um, uh, Latoya Ferguson wrote it. It was on uh, micmike.com. So pretty cool stuff. Deanna's awesome. We actually talked to her uh, like the week she was number one. We had her on like the following week, you know, because she won the ECWA Super uh, 8 Women's Tournament. The, I think it I think it was the second one. Anyway, we've had her on. She was awesome. And I saw that I saw that interview. So that's really cool that you're involved with that, too. But, yeah, um, anytime you want to come on, anything you ever want to promote, you know, just tweet us, whatever else. We'll always retweet for you, okay? Absolutely. I really appreciate it. And uh, thank you so much. 
Thanks again, Amber. You take care, and like I said, good luck, and good luck in Arizona. I mean, you're going to go from a place where it's humid as hell in Florida and hot to where it's, like, dry as hell and hot. So, like, uh-huh. hopefully your skin doesn't crack too bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I should be all right. My skin's pretty nice most of the time, but thank you. Um, looking forward to it, and you know, if people want to check it out, it's EWE um, Elite Wrestling Entertainment. It'll be in Arizona versus Hudson Envy, and then my next match coming up, most recent, is going to be July 21st, Friday, and that's going to be at the Team Vision Dojo for I Believe in Wrestling. There you go. So everybody knows where she's going to be. Sticking in the state of Florida, and then you got a hell of a trip ahead of you. So, hey, by the way, longest plane trip, is this going to be your longest? Actually, no. I have flown from, let's see, I've flown from, I think it was, Maybe like Jacksonville, Savannah to Chicago to San Francisco. Uh, that's a hell of a trip. Yeah, that was a long flight. I had to lay over. And Chicago O'Hare is a really big airport. So. Well, again, like I said, I, I love seeing the success you've had. And, uh, yeah, I love hearing that you're getting out of Florida now. Not that, that, again, I'm not saying anything bad about Florida. If I could live in Florida, I would tomorrow. So, you know, but it's cool to see your name get out there outside of just the the Florida promotions that I do like. But, you know, again, it's just nice because I want to see you everywhere you can possibly be, and I'm sure you want the same for yourself. Hell, yeah. That'd be great. (laughs) I mean, thank you. Yep. All right. Well, Amber, uh, take care. And, again, good luck with the modeling and the wrestling and everything else. And, And next time we talk, hopefully you've added about, you know, 10 more states to your resume. Awesome. Yeah, me too. All right. Thank you so much. Take care, Amber. Okay, bye. Everybody, that was Amber Nova. And I'm telling you, like, she's one of those people that's always friendly until you give her something not to be friendly about, like we were talking about with the Twitter jabs that she gives to people. And, you know, I didn't want to keep her too long, which was – hopefully I didn't. she didn't feel like I was rushing her out. But, yeah, she, she, she took time out of her schedule, her modeling schedule, to talk to us. She had never talked to us before. I wanted to go outside of our box or our comfort zone as far as people that we've never talked to before. You know, we could try to work on getting a Santana Garrett who we've talked to before, and it's nothing against her, but I wanted to go a new route, and I'm I'm continuing to try to do that going forward. So um, I think I think Amber might be back on the call. What's up, Amber? Hold on. She's getting back in. I think she had something else she wanted to share, maybe. Hey, it's Nova. <laughs> Hey, what's up? I don't know if I hung up too early. I messed up the interview. We good? No, you're good. You're good. You're, you're good. <laughs> okay. Okay. But yeah, I was, oh no. You're fine. I was just I was just throwing out our social media, so yeah, you're good. Okay, I didn't mess anything up, did I? Nope, not at all. Cool, cool. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Um, you guys are always great on your website. You're really good about promoting. And, yeah, thank you so much. I hope you got everything that you needed from me. Um, and I'm just enjoying the journey and helping each other. So this is cool. Yeah, I appreciate it too, Amber. Thank you again for taking your time. You know, like I said, I know you had a, a lot going on today and a lot going on this week, so it's appreciated. Thank you. And I didn't catch your name. It's Travis. Um, Travis, and Okay. I am not the only Indie Power Rankings person. However, I am the person who, I guess you would say, invented it. Although, realistically, you know, like WWE had Power Rankings on ESPN once upon a time. And I I talked to the guy who was doing that, and I said, what if we did independent Power Rankings? And he's like, that's an awesome idea. 
And he's no longer with yeah. ESPN. So, but we, you know, we took it and ran with it back in 2013. So. Okay. Cool. But right, yeah. Well, Anytime, you're welcome, as always. Like I said, well, you know, I control the Twitter, so anytime you've got anything you need to promote, as long as I see it, then I'll retweet it for you. Awesome. Thank you so much. Great. All right, Amber, you take care and have fun down there, okay? Thank you, Travis. All right, later on. Thank you. Anyway, yeah, that was just Amber uh, making sure that we uh, got what we needed. I, I, uh, we kind of rushed out of there on the same time. But anyway, if you want to follow us, you can do so at Indie Power Ranking. You can follow us, that's on Twitter, on Instagram at Indie Power Rankings, um, on Facebook.com slash Indie Power Rankings. Um, our website's Indie Power Rankings, IPR.wordpress.com. And let's see, I'm at Phenomenal TLD, um, and I'm trying to think if there's anything else, ProWrestlingTees.com slash IndiePower, and yeah, I'm going back to work in my shoot job, is what we call it, you know, I'm not even in the wrestling business anymore, but we call it the shoot job, so um, that's what I'm going to go do, and we'll be back, I assume, next week. Um, I'm looking for a specific guest, but I don't want to throw her name, her name specifically, out just yet until I have her locked in for next week. So we'll see what we can get done. Until then, everybody keep following us. And uh, congratulations to Anthony Henry and James Drake. Later on, everybody. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.